Thank you for tuning in to the Carter Effect Podcast, where we will discuss faith, family, football, and life. My name is Nathan Carter, and I have the privilege and honor to speak to you today. So please feel free to sit back and relax as we dive into today's episode. God bless. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Wherever you are, whoever you are, I pray that you are having an amazing day. I want to start this episode off by asking you a question. To whoever is listening to this, the question that I want to ask you is simply, who are you? Now, I want you to think about this because why I'm not asking for is what your name is or who your parents are or what your job profession is or where you live or what do you do on a daily basis. But why I'm asking you is who are you? How would you define yourself? The definition of identity is the collective aspect of the set of characteristics by which a thing is definitively recognizable or known. Many people are going through life not knowing the answer to this question. Some of you right now may be still trying to figure out the answer to that question. You may want to go ask your closest friends, your immediate family, or for some of us, your coaches. You may turn to social media and identify yourself by your following and popularity. You may even take some tests online to try to figure out who you are. You may take a trip back to the past and remember the words of those who've hurt you and what they said about you. You're turning to do everything and anything else to answer a question that has already been answered for you. A question that had been answered long ago before you were even in your mother's womb. A question that had been answered by someone who loves and cares for you deeply. A question answered by God. See, in this society, many people choose to put their identity into things that just belittle who they truly are. We choose to put our identity in our work, our performance, our education, our relationships, our successes, our gifts, our political position, the color of our skin, our addictions, our social media followers, our sexuality, our problems, our trials, our failures, our past. We choose to identify ourselves by these things and make them the most important thing in our life. But none of these things are worth worthy enough to define who we are. They all fall short of what your true identity is. See, what you put your identity in is the essence of who you are. If you put your identity in your job, then your very essence is that of your job occupation. If your identity is in your accomplishments, then your identification is in all that you've achieved. If your identity is in your failures, then your very essence is that of your failures. There is so much more to your life than any of those things. Putting your identity in these things means nothing. It's all worthless. You are worth more than any of those things combined. So once again, I ask you, who are you? What identity are you embracing? Is it your degree? Is it your political agenda? Is it your bank account? Is it your ethnicity? 
What's the thing that you are so quick to say to others? Hey, everybody, look at me. This is who I am. Because some of us are walking through life right now thinking that these things are it. We are missing out on everything that God has planned for us. We think all of these things matter and this is what life is about. And it's not. It's all meaningless. At the end of the day, it's not going to matter. 100 years from now, when you are no longer here on earth, no one is going to remember how many followers you had, who your parents were, who your friends were, what degree you got, if you were rich, if you were poor, if you were married, if you were popular. We chase all these meaningless things, and it doesn't matter. There's so much more than this. You are so much more than those things. What's the most important thing about you? Being a collegiate athlete, I could say that there are times I've struggled with this. I've struggled with my identity. Oftentimes, athletes make such an idol of their sport and their accomplishments that it's the only thing that they know how to do. We go out to practice and perform for our fans, coaches, family, and friends. We have these people counting on us, cheering us on, and depending on us to perform well and to win games. We put so much pressure on ourselves to excel in our sport that we forget the reason why we're playing it. We're merely not playing the sport to have fun or as, a, or as an act of worship, but we play the sport simply to win and to receive applause from everyone else. We want people to pat us on the back to tell us how good and how amazing we are, and we base our identity on the things others say about us, whether good or bad. We get so caught up trying to be people pleasers that instead of going out to perform for the glory of God, we're tense, anxious, pressured, and worried that if we mess up, our whole life is over, that we've let everyone down. I've been there. See, this is what my mindset was in high school. I was just so focused on wanting to get that scholarship. I wanted to make my family proud. I wanted to make those who looked up to me proud. I wanted to make my entire city proud of me. That instead of enjoying my last year of high school football with people I grew up with and making memories that I'd forever cherish, I locked myself in a box and isolated myself to get what I wanted, putting unnecessary pressure on myself to succeed. And you know what? I did. I did exactly what I wanted to do. See, in my eyes, I was successful. But successful at what cost? The cost of lifetime friendships? The cost of not having fun? The cost of constant pressure on myself? The cost of constantly being worried about my future? The cost of not playing for the glory of God, but the glory of my accomplishments and others' applause? The cost of not trusting God? For me just to say to everyone now, hey, look at me. I did it. I worked so hard. Are you proud of me? I look back and I realize that I made a sport my idol. That I made football my idol. That my selfish ambition to want to be successful came at a cost of all those things. I look back and I realize that it wasn't worth it, that it was all meaningless. I look back and I didn't know who I was. I didn't know that I was worth more than my sport. 
I didn't know if playing my sport was something that I did and it wasn't who I was. I didn't know that my worth and purpose on this earth is much greater than playing on Friday and Saturday nights. Some of you right now may be thinking this. You may be thinking that your worth is found in your Instagram followers, your TikTok views, your nine-to-five job, the sport that you play, what your mom says about you, what your dad says about you, what your friends say about you, what your coach says about you, what your boss says about you. But what if I told you that your worth is not found in all of those things, in any of those things? What if I told you that someone greater than all of those things has already given you the answer to your worth and purpose here on earth? What if I told you that someone who loves you so much died on a cross to give you a new identity? What if I told you that worth is found in Jesus Christ, the only one who is worthy to define us? One principle that I live by and that I've learned is called the audience of one. The audience of one simply means living out of a mindset that when you choose to listen to God's voice above all others and live in the identity that he gives you, then you will experience the true freedom that he created you for. It's believing that I am loved and accepted beyond my sport, beyond my performance, beyond my job, or beyond whatever category you choose to fill that in by the creator of the universe. It's learning to let God's opinion override everything else and living my life to glorify God and to do what he has blessed me to do with maximum effort, no matter the circumstances or the outcome. See, God's view and his opinion on you is so much more than what social media thinks or what your friends think or what your family thinks or what your coaches thinks. He shows this to us at the cross. See, at the cross, Jesus looked at us and willingly identified with us. All of our sin, all of our guilt, all of our shame, Jesus said we could put it all on him. Then he looked at us and said that we can identify with him, meaning that Jesus' right standing with, with God becomes ours. Jesus' righteousness becomes ours. Jesus' clean slate before God becomes ours. He is identified with us, and we are identified with him. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Because of Christ, we are made new. Christ has given us a new life, a new identity, a better life, a better identity. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 10 through 13, it says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You were called um, circumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of the circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God, without hope, but now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him 
through the blood of Christ. We are God's masterpiece. We are made new in Christ. Through Christ and our new identity, we are able to do the good things that he has planned for us. A life without Christ is a life without hope and unity. Without Christ, we are excluded from his glorious family. We once were far off, but now we are brought near, and now we can find our identity in Christ. Those who are with Christ, he says to them, you are loved and not hated. He says that you are valuable and not worthless. He says that you are free and not enslaved. He says that you are forgiven and not guilty. He says that you are his child and not a stranger. He says that you are his friend and not his enemy. When we choose to make Jesus our identity, we are saying that we are making Jesus the most important thing about us. Not the only thing about us, but the most important thing about our lives. We have to refuse to let the world define us. We have to be defined by the creator, not the created thing. We have to understand that it's our choice. It's important not only to know who we are, but also who we are not. And it is by faith why we believe these things. Your identity found in Christ has to be number one. Anything above that is simply an idol that you've put before him. When people put their identity in everything else but Christ first, it creates division and chaos when what Christ intended was unity and peace. The choice is yours. So I ask you again, who are you? You may be looking at your life and you may be saying it's all too good to be true. You may be looking at your circumstances and where you are right now in life and you may be saying that this can't possibly be it. There's no way that I can believe that. And I want to encourage you to those who are saying those things to have faith. Have faith that if it is what the Lord says, then it must be true. That if God says it, then we are going to believe it. We are who God says we are. There is no greater identity to have other than Jesus Christ. See, the greatest thing about you is not what you've done, but what someone did for you. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for the person listening to this episode. I pray that you have opened up their hearts to you as they were listening. Lord, we thank you for identifying with us. We thank you for, provi for, for providing a way for us to identify with you freely. For it was nothing that we did to deserve it, but it is a gift that you give us to accept. I pray that you help us walk in the, in the identity that you have given us, our new identity, which is found in you and only you. Help us to leave our past behind. Help us to leave our idols that we put before you behind. Create in us a new heart and transform our minds so that we can live our lives not chasing the things of this world, but chasing to edify and glorify your name. Help us, Lord. Because in our own strength, we cannot do any of this. 
but through you, we have the strength to do all things. We lean on you, Father, in all that we do, and we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend, family member, or anybody that you think would benefit from listening to this. If you feel led to support this podcast in any way, please feel free to do so. Let me know what you guys want to hear or any subject that you guys want me to talk about in my next episode. Always remember to keep God first, and I encourage you today to stay hungry and stay humble. See you next time on the Carter Effect Podcast.